welcome to another episode of Your Way with Noe. I'm your host, Noe. And today I'm very excited to have such an amazing and talented person in my show, someone that I admire a lot, um, someone that I know personally, luck, I'm very lucky to know her personally. Ladies and gentlemen, fashion blogger, beauty guru, world traveler, Fatima, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? One intro, no way. <laughs> <laughs> We're just someone I really admire as someone who is uh, just a content creator that I look up to. Uh, I, you probably see me always liking your post and watching. Yeah, that's and so sweet of you. <laughs> <laughs> I know men really don't have anything to say on my pictures, but I appreciate the likes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Fatima, can you tell us, I guess we'll start from the beginning. Can you tell us when you first, you know, got that itch for um, fashion and blogging and beauty products and, you know, all this content that you create, that, which is amazing? Yeah, so it was actually when um, I was going into UTSA, actually. <laughs> it was my first <laughs> semester um, of college. and. To be too, totally honest, I went to a city I had I knew no one in. So I was like, okay, so bored for like the first month. I was like, what do I do? Um, and I liked fashion and makeup. And I always liked dressing up. But at the time, I was a makeup artist. So um, I actually started my blog with makeup. So it was the, called Face by Fatima. So I started posting my daily makeup looks because my thing was like I would wake up early before class and I would do my makeup. And like I would take pictures and I would just post it on Instagram. And it became kind of like a blog. Um, and I would do it like from time to time. It was never consistent. But I started with that. And because I had been doing it like before and like my friends would be like, oh, teach us how to do it. Teach us how to do it. It became kind of like a like a hype. Like people were like, oh, my gosh, she's sharing it now. So that kind of was the start. And then fashion came after um, <laughs> I did my best friend's wedding makeup. And I think wow. like. The, it was the second semester of college and um that kind of was my like I can't do this anymore kind of thing with makeup because it was so stressful <laughs> and I didn't realize how hard it was to do it on other faces like other than mine and to go from doing just my face to doing a bride's face with like zero practice it did good I did really good <laughs> the pictures came out good but I was so stressed the entire time that I was like okay I don't love it anymore so um, the second thing I loved was outfits, but obviously I had never been a model before. Um, but because everyone was doing it at the time, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be like a fashion blogger. And I created my website. And that was the first thing I did was um, I created my actual blog. Like instead of just having Instagram, I did like fathmonkeel.com. So um, I worked on that. Like I remember like in between class and stuff, I would just be work working on my blog and um and then I joined DSP, our frat, um, and I realized, like, I love business fashion as well. So I would share a lot of, like, business fashion tips. And even for our, like, um, like when what is it called, like, pledge classes, mm -hmm. I would do um, business, like, dress code seminars and stuff like that, like, how to dress for business professional clothes. And I just really loved, like, the kind of concept of fashion and, like, styling items together. So I introduced, like, fashion in my, to my blog. Like, I think I would say like the second semester of college so the first semester I did makeup second semester I did fashion and from there I was like I love this like fashion is my thing um and then I wasn't consistent with it until I graduated actually so that's like fast forward three years and then I'm like okay I really want to do this full time um and I was getting like a little bit of collaborations I would say because I wasn't consistent enough I only had like 5,000 followers I think when I graduated um, mm -hmm. but then I moved back to Houston and I got like a real job and with my real job, like I was an HR director at a hospital and, um, mm -hmm. for like a group of doctors. But while I was doing that, I was so bored and I was really into like my blog. So, um, I would use all the time that I had, like all the free time to do my blog and like go take pictures after work. And I met like a lot of friends through Instagram. So that's kind of how like the start happened. Um, and then I hit 10 K like within I would say like a few months after that. So like with, from the start to like four years later, I was already with 10K. So that was like motivation for me to like keep going. Um, so yeah, that's how it started. That's the that's story. From zero to hero, literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I guess uh, a lot of people that are listening are probably more uh, interested in that beginning part where you probably were managing and juggling between college and, you know, having a blog and trying to put as much content as there uh, uh, as possible while taking classes. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, how you managed yeah, honestly, like I said, I wasn't too consistent in college, um, but the content I did produce was really organic. So I think that was really great. Like, um, like for example, my graduation pictures, like I talked about how I, so I actually graduated from an early college high school. So that means I graduated with my associate's degree in high school. So when mm-hmm. I came to college, I was a junior. Like I wasn't actually a freshman. I was 18 years old, but I was classified as a junior. So um, oh, wow. I went straight into like the business classes. Um So I kind of talked about that on my blog and I gained a lot of like, I guess people who wanted to do the same thing and people who had done the same thing, um, they were really like engaging. So it was really organic mixed with fashion. So my, my content would be like clothes or like outfits, but my captions would be like, kind of like where people could relate. And obviously at the time, like all of my followers are my age. So I feel like that's something also that really helps is like, if you you know, create content and you're kind of targeting the same people as you, then you can really hit home to those people. So, um, yeah, I would, I would, I would ask random people actually to take my pictures. Like a lot of my friends, like, <laughs> like Simone would take a lot of my pictures sometime. Um, I, all the frat events we had, like I would dress up and I would take pictures beforehand and like all those pictures are still on my blog. <laughs> so like all of the outfits I wore to so, like art stuff, um, just everything I would share and I would just try to get in as much content. But at that time I wasn't really like a blogger, right? I was doing it (laughs) as like a side thing. Like I was still in college. So I was really focused on getting a degree. Like that mattered to me so much because I was like, okay, like at the time also being a blogger wasn't a career. Like people weren't really getting paid for it um, that I knew of. So in (laughs) my like kind of circle in my generation, I would say I'm kind of the first few people in my at least circle to like go full time with blogging, you know, and actually make like proper money from it. Um, because at that time I didn't know you could. So I was so focused on getting my degree, like getting my HR degree. Um, so that in college, it was really hard. I would say that's kind of why I wasn't consistent because I was so focused on like graduating and I just really loved the experience of college. So I really wanted to, you know, focus on that as well. So, um, but I think if you're, if you are juggling both of it, I would say just take out like time before and after class, but also really focus on doing well in school, because I think that matters too. Like at the end of the day, at least for me, I always wanted a degree. So, um, yeah, I would say just do it before and after and take out, like schedule the time for it. It's like adding another thing to a, to your college schedule. Oh my gosh. But yeah. I, having a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> and it what's really admirable from that part uh it is that you were your point there is that you found a genuine connection with people around your age at that yeah. time and so later on you know you become a big girl you get your big girl job you're you're you know doing adult life and you're still doing your blog more as a hobby yeah but when was that that I know you mentioned the 10K, but when was that pivot point, you know, that point where you're, you take a deep breath and you're like, I'm going to dedicate myself to this, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, it was, I remember the exact like month and year. It was October, 2018. Um, it was actually right after I met my husband, um, Zen, and I was telling him about being a blogger. And at that time I was actually getting a lot of collaborations. It was like probably the peak of blogging. Um, And I was getting a lot of collaborations. I was working really hard. And like I said, I was going after work to shoot. I was shooting on the weekends. Um, I made a lot of really good friends through Instagram. And we would go all the time to like random locations just to take pictures. So I knew I really loved it. And I loved it enough to like do that all the time. So I would say in October 2018, I kind of um, realized that, okay, if I can make money doing this and I was making more um doing my blog than I was at my job and I had to drive a lot for like work and stuff so I was like if I can (laughs) do all of this like driving taking pictures working with brands I really like and make the the same amount or even more you know you never know um with the blog then why not just take like that risk and then 
do that, you know? And of course at that time I was making enough, but it wasn't, it wasn't like sustaining in the, in the point where it's like with a full-time job, you have an income coming in every week, right. Or every two weeks, you mm-hmm. have some kind of check. Um, but with the blog, it's like, you're taking a risk because you don't know if you're going to get paid. Like you don't know if your collaboration is going to go through, you don't know when you're going to get the next collab. So it really was a risk. Um, so in that sense, I think I was ready to take the risk. I think that's when I knew okay, like I can do this full time. And I think that's any business, right? Like any business you do, you have to like kind of take that risk to make it work. Like I think in in any kind of field, if you want a business of your own, you just kind of have to dedicate that time to really hustle. And then it'll pay off like with the amount of time you dedicate to it. So that's what I've been doing. Um, So that's kind of how I knew I wanted to go full time. First of all, was like, the amount of um, collaborations I had coming in. And then second of all, I knew I was ready to dedicate that amount of time to it. So, yeah. And I was getting I married. Think the key word that, <laughs> <laughs> I think the key word there is that you knew it was a risk, but yeah. you also knew that you had to hustle and you were going to do that work, like input that work. Yeah. Because I loved it that much, right? Like I, I love it so mm-hmm. much that like even now it's like, if I don't want to go to work or like, you know, to my other job or like my day job, it's fine. But I will never skip a day of like content creation. Cause like, I know like, you know, it's hard to get the angles you want. It's hard to have the lighting the way you want. But when you produce that content, it's like a drive, right? Like I just love that so much. And so how would you assess, like, I guess now you're doing a higher uh, quality of content than before mm-hmm. can can you just give us like maybe you laugh at something you did before and now you're you're like oh my god how did I used to get away with that and now you're you know <laughs> now that you're you're more experienced and like more tips when it comes to kind of uh the content creation yeah content creation actually has changed throughout the years too i think i think back then when i started it was like edit everything over edit everything like it was so (laughs) bad i look i was actually scrolling through my feed today and like i went down and i was like oh my god like these colors i literally looked orange um but that was in those days you know (laughs) so that was what everyone was doing so i think um with my quality of content i think uh being more confident in myself has helped me a lot like for example, I would only show the side of my face, like my good side, right? Um, mm-hmm. Everyone has a good side. So that's the only side I would take pictures with. And I remember one of our cousins told me, like, she's like, why don't you show your entire face? So I think that um, getting the confidence to do that, you know, like putting your, first of all, you're putting your whole self out there. So it's really scary doing that. And then number two is like being confident enough to like love all sides. So I think once I started doing that, um, my image quality got better because people were like, okay, we can see who she is now. You know, it's not just like the side of your face. Um, and then if, <laughs> if people see me being confident, I feel like it helps them kind of like you, you always want to, you always like what you kind of want, right? Like, for example, if like, if there's like a picture of a Lamborghini, you're going to like it because you want that, right? So if you're, if you see yeah. a picture of a girl who's confident, you know, you're going to like it because you kind of want that for yourself. So um, that number one and number two, just learning to not over edit my pictures and like learning how to use the sun in my pictures instead of like (laughs) adding a fake orange tan, you know, like stuff like that. Um, I think that stuff really, really evolved for me. Um, And also learning my angles. Like I used to ask my friends and like I still do have friends who take my pictures, but I used to rely on like random people to take my pictures. But now it's like I strictly only allow my mom because she knows exactly Mm. how to take them. So, um, my yeah, so, best. dude, she really does know like my best angles and she's so good at it. And like, it's so funny cause she knows all the best angles, but also she'll tell me like straight up if I look fat or if I look big or if I like, if it's, <laughs> oh my God. If the shadows like on my face wrong. She'll be like, no, 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 we gotta do that again. <laughs> so I love like having her shoot for me, but yeah, just choosing the right people to take your pictures who know like your sides and your angles, you know, and then also learning the kind of, um, kind of imagery you want to portray like for example i like really like editorial um kind of styled pictures versus like some people like really natural pictures or like some people like only outfit pictures you know so it's just like choosing your style as well i really like that your style from what i perceive is a a confidence and you know being you know 
a strong woman kind of personality, <laughs> yeah. you know, fashionable, strong woman. And yeah. is that the type of, uh, you know, influence you want to give out? You want, you know, give positive vibes, you know, girl power, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, yeah, because honestly, I was never like that. You know what I mean? Like, it took a lot for me to get to the positive, strong, like, confident woman, you know? Because, like, my entire life, like, obviously, everyone, you grow up and there's certain things you go through, you get bullied, you, you know, you just face certain things in your life that kind of makes your self-confidence go down or your self-esteem go down. So it took work, but I think, um, and also, you know, like, cultural things, like, just the way mm -hmm. you're raised as well can have an impact on your confidence, too. So I think just breaking all those barriers and learning to be confident in who you are, it took time, but I'm there. So I definitely want to have that influence on women, like especially young girls, you know, because a lot of the young crowd really uses Instagram, like girls under 15, girls under 13. Like I have cousins who are like 10 and 11, like they have Instagram. So I want them mm -hmm. to be able to like see, okay, like you can be whatever, you know, size you are, what you can wear, modest clothing. Like that's what I really focus on um, is modest yeah. clothing, like try to show like fashion doesn't always have to be like super open or like you don't have to show too much skin to be like fashionable you know like you can look modest and look classy and still look really fashionable and trendy so um i really want to promote that part of you know fashion as a confidence modesty and like just being yourself and having people accept it like making it the new normal kind of thing um and it takes a lot from you to become brave and put yourself out there um yeah. I, I guess uh some of the experiences that you have from really putting yourself out there maybe both positive and negative i believe you probably had right oh yeah <laughs> you want me to share them <laughs> uh, i mean i was just like oh trying to have an open conversation <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, um, the positives, I would say, are definitely the collaborations from the brands. Like, I have worked with brands I never in a million years would have imagined I could work with, you know, like, one being, like, Chanel Beauty. Like, I've worked with Chanel Beauty. Like, it's unbelievable, you know, to say, like, I've walked with, mm -hmm. I've, like, walked past, like, a Chanel Beauty counter and been like, I have that product. Like, I worked with them for that <laughs> long, you know? Um, that's really surreal, and I really am so, so, so grateful for that. Um, so that's definitely one of the positives. Um, and another positive is also like becoming like that new normal. Like I said, you know, like people not looking down on me for what I do, but actually like being like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe you do that and you're so good at it kind of thing, you know? Like obviously I don't do it for that kind of feedback, but it's really mm -hmm. great when you get that from people that you don't expect to get it from. Um, but some of the negatives are definitely like, for example, I've had like a group of my old, like, not even friends, I would say, like acquaintances. I found out they had like a hate group about me, you know, just talking smack oh, wow. about content. Um, and just things like that. I don't think I've had anything really bad happen other than that and like trolls. You know, just people like kind of saying like, I remember this one person, this is actually in college and it was on Valentine's Day and uh, me and my friend went to take pictures of me in a pink outfit. And as soon as mm -hmm. I posted it, this troll was like, you have such a flat face. And I, it just stuck with me, right? So the hate comments are like, they're, they're funny and I shouldn't take them to heart, but I don't have thick skin. So sometimes I do um, and I'm really sensitive. So that part of it really gets me. But other than that, I mean, that's just, it, I guess it comes with the job. <laughs> but you are just, you know, you learn to just roll with the punches, right? Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and also I guess... realize like that's, like their opinion isn't your problem you like i think that's like the best advice i've ever gotten i like that i like that a lot yeah. actually um you, you you mentioned the collaborations um i guess what is your a personal questionnaire i say like your personal way of choosing what brands to work with and what brands you don't um, cause, uh, I feel like when you're a content creator, you, you want to work with the brands that you align with, right. Yeah. When it comes to, so what is like your personal take when it comes to somebody comes approaches you and you're like, well, do you do this or do that? Or what is like your per mental checklist, I guess. 
Um, okay, so for me, def- it's changed over the years. So I would say if you're just mm-hmm. starting off, right, like if people are listening and they're off, I would say definitely um, brands that the, the number one rule is always brands that you yourself would buy from. So for me, it's always been a brand that I would organically go and purchase a product from that I can share with my followers. And for the first, like, I would say three years ish, I bought everything that I shared on my blog. Like I always bought everything. Um, and I told people like I'm buying this and then they'd go and buy it, you know, because I bought it and I reviewed it, but I would say always work with brands that you yourself would buy from. So it's organic number one, and then always be honest so you can build the credibility. So if you don't like something, don't be afraid to tell people, um, that you don't like it because I've done that too. Like there's a, there's a thing that people do called like the best and worst, um, products. And so I've done that as well. You know, I've shared the best product and the worst products and it's really important to be honest, even if you might lose like the partnership in the future, or if you might lose that brand's um, you know, opportunity in the future. But yeah. if you don't like a brand or if you don't like something about a brand, you know, don't be afraid to call them out. Like, um, for example, like the pay up campaign that happened. Like, I think um there's a brand, I don't even know what it is. I think it's H&M or it's Zara or one of them haven't paid up yet. And I saw a blogger say, you know, like she's not buying from them right now, or it was Topshop. Um, it was Topshop oh. and she was like, I'm not buying from Topshop because you're not paying up. And I think it, and she's worked with Topshop. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's something that's really important is to be kind of honest and genuine. And so you can build your credibility too, you know, with your audience. Um, so there's that as well. And then also I think another thing I look at with brands is like what they stand for. So are they inclusive? Are they diverse? Like, or do they only collaborate with one certain type of person? And do their values kind of align with mine? So there's this one brand I just recently actually did like a live session with. It's called Mahnal. It's um, a jewelry brand. And it's a girl named Sheba. And she makes all this brass jewelry by hand. And um, it's super, super cool. But all of her values just align with mine to like the T. Like she's so, she's just such a great person. You can see like the hard work in her jewelry as well. And I think it's also really important not to just chase after the money. Um, always support small businesses too. I think small and big, like both of them matter a lot, but I think smaller businesses really use them as not use them, but let them use you as like their method of exposure, because you don't know how many people you could kind of take to them, you know, or bring how much business you could bring to them just by mentioning them. So if you like a small business, you know, not to be afraid of like repping for them because it'll Mm -hmm. help them also. Um, so for me, that's, a really big thing so if it's a small business that's great always be organic like is it a, pr- a brand i would buy from myself or have i purchased from them in the past um and their values like their diversity their inclusion like all of that like is it a good brand that stands for good values and i right now also like i've been really focusing on sustainability and eco-friendliness so i kind of oh, look okay. for brands that kind of have like those factors in their kind of company as well that's really cool yeah um and this is why people trust you because you 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 put genuine thought into these collaborations that you work with. Um, yeah, and you've been able to. to build your audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've noticed that recently, or maybe I'm just behind, but uh, you've opened your home to your followers in the sense that now you're doing uh, home decor, right? Yeah, I just recently found my love for home decor. Like when me and uh, my husband got married and we moved into this apartment and I was like, okay, I need to decorate. And I didn't realize how much I loved it till I started decorating. Um, and I also watched Dream Home Makeover. <laughs> and I like, <laughs> was obsessed and I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, but I really found like, I think the reason I love it is because me and my husband, his name is Zen. So we have totally different styles, right? Like I'm super glam. He's super Scandinavian, um, very minimal, but I'm like all about the gold and like development. Um, <laughs> and I think learning how to integrate both of our styles and make it look really good, it just kind of made me have motivation to do it more and more. Um, <laughs> so, and I've also like never knew I liked wood until like, you know, I got with him and I got introduced to like that Scandinavian style. I've learned to really implement woods in my home decor. So I just really, really love like, the whole process of home it's kind of like fashion like styling mm-hmm. pieces together and making them look really good um but in a home like not on a body so it's so much fun for me and it's so different so i love it 
who wins like is there ever little little arguments regarding what goes where oh, oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like do i need this or do i want it because then is an environmental <laughs> engineer right and he's like zero mm-hmm. waste like you have to be eco-friendly and sustainable and he's honestly like a positive impact on my life because of that like being sustainable and not promoting waste and just getting things when you really need them or you know things that really add value to your life instead of just hoarding so um yeah those things i've learned to kind of like you know realize <laughs> that it's not doing our planet any good um it will be fine if i don't buy an extra throw like it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so um and all this uh, creativity and um just these ideas i'm pretty sure they've come from influence of your experience that you've had and another thing that you are very versed in is traveling. Uh, yeah, I was until Corona. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that halted everyone. But yeah. um, you are basically uh, a world traveler, someone who has been it's not afraid to hit the airport every once in a while. <laughs> um, how can you tell me if maybe... Um, those traveling and meeting people has how's that impacted your style and your creative method um well for the past okay so for the past i think since i was in college i've been to quite a few places but i think the number one place that kind of impacts my style is england i love Mm -hmm. european style like the way people dress in london and europe and just the way they carry themselves as well it's so inspiring like i haven't been to spain or like um like that side of the world but i've been to like paris and england and just the way the women and the men carry themselves and what they wear and how they can just like look so put together with minimal like staples you know it's it's honestly my inspiration so that's number one um and then also for because i'm pakistani as well so we have like that side of the fashion too and pakistan's fashion is a whole another level so and the women the way they dress there is amazing so and again they (laughs) carry themselves and they're always so put together and like, I don't know, it's just pe- people in these places just have so much confidence, right? And I think that's what kind of inspires me to be confident as well as like seeing people who are confident. So that's kind of like what I aim to kind of um, promote with my influence is confidence because of that too, because I've been influenced by it. So yeah, definitely London and Pakistan. Those are like the two places that I feel like people are really confident in what they wear and and they just carry themselves so well. Um, but yeah, Paris was okay, I would say. Like, the people there are very confident. The style I wasn't too crazy about, but I would say London Street style is my favorite. <laughs> I really have to say that when I was in Europe, pretty much everyone was dressed so nice all the time. Right? At least where I was walking around, I was. You've been like, to London oh. recently too, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like, you. You guys dress so nice out here. I feel, yeah. I feel, feel understyled. Uh, another place I was recently at was uh, Korea, and, and oh, really? uh, also people were so fashionable there as well. In Korea, and I was like, yeah, it, it's like the, this very street style. Yeah, or very put together. Okay, have you seen very... Chinese TikTok? They're so stylish. Exactly. Oh yes, yes. I it's so so stylish. I could go down a rabbit hole watching those TikTokers from China because they even like it's a funny TikTok, but the fashion that they're wearing, I'm still like, I know that's that's interesting what you're wearing. Like, I wonder stuff only they can pull off because they can really carry it. You know what I mean? Like, if Mm -hmm. I was to wear like a three sizes too big trench coat, I would look weird. Um, you mentioned how like certain people influence you, um, individual, like individuals, uh, uh-huh. do you have, who are your influences? Like fashionably or lifestyle wise? Mm-hmm. I guess we could go with one and then the other. So I guess we'll start with fashion. Um, I would say for me, my fashion's always been my mom. Um, like growing up, like she was always very formal. So like, um, my mom and my dad actually both, like, my mom and dad have always been really put together with, like, their fashion sense, and some people would say, mm-hmm. like, okay, they're way too formal, they don't want a pair of jeans, but, um, <laughs> I would say, like, just always seeing my parents put together, I think it also goes hand in hand with having a jewelry store, 
so they'd always have to be dressed up for work but um i've always just seen my mom so put together always dressed really nice had her makeup done had her nails done like when i was growing up she was just so well put together and so she would always dress us up like me and my sister so we would always be in our matching outfits and stuff and then I grew up going to, like, Ireland. Uh, My grandparents lived in Ireland for, like, the majority of my life, and then they moved to London as well. So just growing up, going there every summer as well, I think, had an influence on me, just the way they dress. So um, that for sure. And then lifestyle-wise, I really love Mimi and Alex Icon. Like, they are seriously my role models. I want, like, everything that they have, (laughs) like, in the sense of, like, their mental peace, their confidence, like, the way they're so happy and like they promote so much gratitude, you know, like everything they talk about is about like gratitude, like just be so thankful for everything. And I actually bought every single thing they've um like put out there. So they have like this thing called a five minute journal. So it's like mm-hmm. three things you're grateful for every morning, three things you're grateful for every night. And like, what would you change about your day? Um, Positive affirmations. So I love that. Um, they also have a hair care line called love hair. So I bought stuff from there, too. They're just such great, like, just positive people, you know? And they have a Mm -hmm. podcast as well. So I love listening to their podcast. They do, like, kind of the same thing you do, where they talk to people that they admire. Um, And so recently they brought on some girl called Bonnie Hari. And she was talking about um, food and how she's, like, influenced, like, big conglomerates like um, Chick-fil-A and Burger King and, like, all these people in America because oh, wow. their ingredients are different in America than they are in the UK. So it's just crazy. I just learned so much from them. Um, so those, they're, they're my role models for lifestyle. But yeah. Is there a UK? Is there Chick-fil-A in the UK yet? I know no, they're, they're working on that. But, um, she was actually talking about Kraft Mac and Cheese. And she was saying how Mac and Cheese in the U- like in America has like all of these like harmful color, like color, the yellow color and the red color. But then if you look at yeah. the same product in the UK, their color is derived from like turmeric and paprika and like actual real spices. So, ah. she was like, why is that? you know, like, why is it that the UK gets healthier food than we do from the same brand? So it turns out it's actually the way they, um, like the Food and Drug Administration in America, that's what is the it, like the issue, you know, like they don't care. Mm-hmm. So um, she kind of made all these, she called them all, she called, she called them all out and then she made them all change like their ingredients and they did it. You actually look like at a Chick-fil-A bottle or like, you know, like the um, Chick-fil-A sauce. I actually yeah. looked at it the other day after I saw the podcast and it actually said like paprika. And I was like, wow, they're not using food coloring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's working, you know? Yeah. It, it's, that's crazy how that power that someone who's just trying to put a, a good change out there, how that happens. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And I get a lot of people probably usually only hear about the negative part that influencers do. You know, your your yeah. Jake Pauls and your and all those guys. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. But then there's this this whole big group of po- of people just trying to make positive change in the world through their content. And that's why I admire you so much because you try to do that. Um, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Uh, yeah no I definitely get that uh, negativity for sure like if anyone finds out like the first time um I don't even know like I don't one of my friends she was talking to this guy and he was like oh influencer like what the heck like why would you want to be a Kylie Jenner and I was like that's not what we do like we don't because <laughs> the thing is is like they're not really influencers right they're just posting pictures of their like you know their outfits they're not actually promoting any kind of positivity with their in their captions or like um, and like, I think to be an influencer, you have to actually influence, not just post pictures, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Actually influence and make a, make a change, a positive yeah. change, hopefully. So, like, even a small change, you know, I feel like if you can make a small change in the world, like you're good. Uh, have you thought recently about maybe working with other, or you probably have i've just probably missed it i'm sorry but i'm working with other content creators uh as well yeah um i do (laughs) i (laughs) actually collaborate with a bunch of them like um who is the most recent one i would say we do giveaways together that's the number one thing that i think influencers Mm -hmm. do together we really do a lot of giveaways um and then we always 
we do things like how to style like one piece like a few different ways so for example like um me and this girl named sophia i think she lives in either new york or chicago um we styled leather pant leather pants like two different ways and her style is totally different from mine so we did it like that um so we collaborate in a lot of different ways but i think for me at least collaboration is key like in growth um growth and also like just helping people out as well you know like for example like if someone like just another fashion blogger starting out wants to collaborate i won't say no just because they don't have enough followers you know i'm gonna always say mm-hmm. yes but um it, it just has to align with my brand or or a small podcaster that has only few <laughs> listens <laughs> no i think i've always looked up to you so that's really not true you were no way in college you know like everyone knew you so I'm pretty sure everyone uh, still does know you. Yeah, they kind of do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you. And those connections, how do they happen? Like, do, do they just slide into your DMs? or yep, do like, that is exactly you know, it. I have um, two best friends in the blogger world, Kieran and Tasha, and literally we just slid in each other's DMs. That's exactly how we did it. Really? And, yeah, I think uh, we all went to dinner together on like some group. And the three of us just hit it off. And like, there was a phase where all these Houston bloggers were going to dinner, just like getting to know each other. And um, that's where we kind of found like our groups, you know, like our best friends. And we've seen best friends ever since. And that was probably three years ago. So like it it came out of this community kind of deal, but you you were able to find these two people that just became your ride or dies. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And it was just by huh. sliding into a DM. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, what is y- your future? What do you hope to work for or work in the future projects that you hope to achieve one day? Um, well, definitely my own brand, which I'm working on, hint, hint. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so definitely my own brand. I think that's what every kind of uh, content creator strives to do is eventually create something of their own to put out there in the world for their audience, for mm-hmm. their community. So, like, um, for me, at least, that's my thing is, like, making my own brand and just adding value to people's lives. Like, like for example, for something that we can't already find out there. Like creating that product or creating that outfit or whatever, you know, to bring to my followers and be like, I found it, you know, like I found the the one thing we need. So, um, yeah, just for me, that's definitely it. Creating a solution to problems that people have. Yeah, creating a solution. Yeah, you said it right. Uh, Very excited to hear about that, you know, your future brand. And I guess that that is even at the beginning stage, it's a very hard thing to manage because even since right now, you're kind of already working or marketing what will be your future brand. Yeah. That you. Definitely. Like, yeah. People will think about your roots, or you know, in that time frame right now and when you worked and you're like, oh, I remember that girl that I used to. Like that I watch now she has her own brand and people will follow you there. You, yeah. you would hope. and I hope so. Yeah, oh. definitely. <laughs> Cause I do that for uh, bloggers that I follow. Uh, how much work goes into that? Like it, I know you're probably maybe in the beginning stages or I don't know in what phase you are, but how much decision making goes into that like oh no i need to pick i think it's a lot of like mental stress at first because it's like you want to create this product that's perfect but it's perfect in your eyes and like for me it was really um the struggle of realizing like my like my standard versus like everybody else's standard but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day it's like your name is going on it so it has to be up to your standard um so i think that was one thing that was really hard for me and also like quality you know what i mean like the quality of the product you're putting out there has to be good. And for me, that was something that was really hard. It still is really hard to find like the right quality for the right price. Cause my audience is all about affordable fashion, but quality. So in that sense, it's it's actually really hard to get that. (laughs) So um, so. yeah, it's, it's like, I understand why like Abercrombie and Fitch charges like a hundred dollars for their jeans and why the quality (laughs) is so good. Like I finally understand it now. 
after trying to like do it myself um but it's like that part of it that's really hard because you know like the buyer is not going to know everything that went into it but again i also want to be transparent and because i have the platform too i want to be transparent and show people like the process i'm doing and like how i'm doing it and what the product is going to look like in the end and like just taking them along with me for it so when they buy it they kind of know what went into it because i feel like when i know that kind of stuff it makes the product that much more special I like how you mentioned transparency because yeah. that's something a lot of brands struggle with that. And but you are establishing that since right now, like, yeah, like, like, hey guys, this is what I'm working on. Well, not yet. <laughs> I haven't yeah. actually, like told anyone what I'm working on yet. But once I figure out the products, I'm definitely going to start, you know, sharing. And um, once I find the right the right product, the one I'm looking for is when I'll start sharing for sure and kind of build the anticipation and build the suspense for it. And I'm hoping <laughs> everyone's going to be excited for it as well, because I'm super excited. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I'm going to be looking forward to. Uh, I bet a lot of us will be looking forward to that. Hopefully it's something that I can use for myself <laughs> as well, <laughs> or at least I'll teach you how to style fine. it. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give it if it's just something that's more on the feminine side. I'll just give it as a gift to pretty much oh, everyone so I know. Sweet. I'll do that. Um, a lot of this work that you put into your content and your blog and and you know your collaborations, it's about surrounding yourself with the right people. And, yeah. and you mentioned a lot your your mom. Um, is she like your main team or uh, how, how is the behind the scenes of Fatima's? Uh, yep. She is the content. team. <laughs> she is. <laughs> yeah. I think the issue with like, I think not just me, but I think a lot of people is like, you don't want to lose control of your brand and you don't want to kind of lose control of what you're saying yes and no to. So for that reason, I've just kind of done it all myself. Um, I could have gotten a manager. I could have done all that stuff. Like, a few years ago, but I've just kind of DIY'd it because I feel like that's the only way I can stay like authentic. Um, but also like my mom just kind of, like I said, she knows my angles, she knows everything. And like for my team, I really only need a photographer and she's not just a <laughs> photographer, you know, she like gives me insight. She gives me like, I ask her for every collaboration, like, should I do it? Like, you know, I ask her opinion as well. So she's definitely like a true, like equal in the team. But um, I think who knows best more than a mom, you know? <laughs> so it is just me and her. Um, going forward uh, with your mom and all that, uh, when did... Okay, let me backtrack a little bit. How did your parents actually react when you told them, oh, I'm going to, you know, focus on this, focus on the blogging, focus on the content? Um, you know, my parents are actually like, they're business owners or entrepreneurs. So they know, like, you can only really get somewhere by taking a risk. So they were really excited, actually, when I started blogging and my mom would share my content with her friends. And like, it was, um. it was so exciting. Like, it was exciting for all of us. And of course, like, I give her a lot of the products and stuff, too. So it's a purse <laughs> for her, too. But um, my dad, I don't really think he like, I don't think he really, um, he didn't oppose it. but. He was definitely excited for it, too, because he was like, oh, like, you're so excited. You know what I mean? Like, I was so excited. So he was so excited. But I think my parents were just super supportive and they still are so supportive. Like, if I have to leave work and go take pictures, like, um, just do it. You know, like my dad and my mom both like me and my mom will leave and we'll go take my pictures and we'll come back. Like, it's just a part <laughs> of our life now. Running around Houston, uh, being a yeah. blogger. <laughs> Yeah, um, hashtag blogger. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you you love Houston. You know, you promote Houston a lot. Um, yeah. Can you can you just share your, your thoughts on your love for Houston? Now that I've, I've honestly, I've been seeing in the, in the business world that just Texas is becoming a hotspot for business in general, especially tech recently, but you know, yeah. people are coming to Texas. I think Houston itself has so much to offer for like every age group. Like 
for San Antonio, I feel like I lived there too. And I loved San Antonio. Like I still really love San Antonio, but I think it has a different kind of vibe. I think for Houston, you can be any age and have a lot of fun here. Um, I will say I wish there was more to do, but if you're a foodie, this is your place. Like I'm a foodie. I love food. So Houston is like where it's at. Um, but in, in the sense of city wise, I feel like it just has so much to offer. Um, Austin's really pretty. It's not too far away. And again, it's like becoming the new Silicon Valley of like the South kind of thing. Um, yeah. I heard there's like Tesla's coming and like all these other things are coming to Austin. So I feel like there's that. The job market is really big here. It's just a huge city where you can find something for everyone. Like there's Chinatown and then there's Sugarland where it's like a mini Pakistan, like mini India. Like um, <laughs> there's so many places that you can just make your home and you're not too far away from your home. So I feel like that in that in that kind of sense, it's super big and it's like a big melting pot of like just everyone and everything, you know. But that's why I love Houston, I would say, is because it just it offers something for everyone. And I love how you create your content and support Houston a lot. When most people would think you would have to move to your New York or your L.A. to have that type of content. I think there's parts of Houston that are just really underrated, like the Heights, for example. Like, I didn't know about the Heights till I moved downtown, and I am shook. Like, it is so pretty. I can't believe I've never been there before. Like, it was, <laughs> there's places that you can discover and, like, hidden gems everywhere, too, you know? So I feel like really highlighting, and again, small businesses in Houston. Like, so many small businesses that just need love and like they're so like good at what they do but there's just not enough exposure out there so there's like one i discovered in the heights called fourth and nomad and i went there to make candles because they offer like candle making classes Mm -hmm. and i put them on my blog and like people were going there and and then they invited me to like their launch for like their coffee bar and it's just like building organic relationships with like small businesses around the city is so important as well i like how aside from the fashion and you do do some very interesting experiences like handle making yeah, uh, lifestyle. <laughs> lifestyle you know the the cool lifestyle like putting yourself right now obviously not the best time to do it but yeah you, when you have time just putting going out there trying new things yeah because again like when you come to houston you think all there is to do is eat right but there are like these hidden gems in the city where there is things to do if you just kind of look for it um So, yeah, just kind of highlighting the other parts of Houston other than the food. But, of course, the food is a highlight for sure. (laughs) Um, Fatima, you've come a long way from when you first started to today. And you're dreaming so big. Um, What would be a message you would have to your old self that was, you know, Posting just a little bit of Instagram and I guess like what would be a message for old Fatima? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say I struggled with confidence the most. So I would say like be confident in who you are because like people will love you for who you are. Like people will love you for you. And I think um, I said this in one of my other interviews as well, but you are you and that is your biggest power. And I think learning that um and not constantly comparing because when i was starting off i was comparing and i wasn't as confident and just all of those things just kind of hurt me and my brand i think um because i wasn't as consistent for that reason like i was scared like what if people don't like the stuff i post what if i'm not pretty enough you know like things like that so um i think going back i would tell my my young self i would be like just be confident in who you are like you are you that is your biggest power and like use that to your advantage like just be you you know and people will love you so yeah i would go back and say that and what do you hope for your future self like if you were sending a message into the future um i would say i'm proud of you for taking that risk (laughs) and i'm proud (laughs) of you for building whatever like you know the product that you're building and um hustling now so you can be successful later because i hope that I will be successful later too. <laughs> and taking that <laughs> risk will pay off. Well, I I am fully confident that you will be very successful in the future. Thank you. Don't, I hope so. Don't, don't forget about me. I was actually 
very excited Fatima insiders really? note. Insiders note invited me to her wedding and no. I it was <laughs> it was not a wedding. It was an event. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad that you know you were there and you just you had fun. It was awesome. And then you know, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Um, uh, if if there is someone that I look up to as a content creator, it's you because you generally stick to what you believe in, and and the message that you put out is very confident, which is of what a lot of us really need right now in in the world. And, oh, thank you. Uh, really thank you for that so fatima Fatima, i know a lot of people already do follow you but if you could just shout out where can people find you where they can follow you where they can maybe um uh they can find all your (laughs) yeah you (laughs) go ahead um instagram it's at fatima keel it's F-A-T-I-M-A-Q-I-L. And then I have a blog as well. It's Um, I'm sure, no way, you can put it in your notes, like the proper spelling and everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, those two places. And then I also have my home decor account. So that's Fatima Keel Home on Instagram. There you guys go. You guys can go follow her. Get all these teams to just become a more <laughs> fashionable, cool person. Basically just become You're cool so sweet. You made my day in a way. <laughs> no, but I want to say thank you to you too. You're actually the first podcast I have ever done. So I'm so thankful for you for inviting me on your podcast. I hope, I hope you had fun. Um, my little podcast. <laughs> no, it's, it's little now. Hey, I was little too. We all start somewhere. I we still am little. Did. I think I really do think I'm still little. <laughs> Yeah, sure, little. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I want to thank you, the listener, as well, for being on the show. Uh, uh, Just a reminder that this episode of Your Way with No Way will be available on all major podcasting streaming platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Side note, unfortunately, we won't be having a YouTube video version of this podcast. episode which is very sad because i have a style blogger on my show <laughs> we and can do this again <laughs> yeah we'll do it again sometime for sure and she doesn't get to show style in <laughs> you know video i feel i'm sorry guys i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay they can follow me on instagram for that <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and you can follow me if you guys I mean, after you see her Instagram, I don't think you might yeah, want to follow, follow mine. Dude, your yeah, pictures are really good too, though. Shout out to Van. Van. <laughs> yeah, man. I've Vanny always Pam. wanted to do with her. She's so good. She is so amazing. She's so talented. I so know. many talented friends. I'm so lucky. <laughs> yes, we are. We're so lucky. Uh, but you guys can follow me at Yo Soy Noe Noe on Twitter and Instagram. And once again, thank you, Fatima, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. My name is Noe, and this has been Fatima's Way. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.